Thanks for tuning in to the Change Church Podcast. We believe change is more than a church. It's a culture. And we are living out our purpose so that others can find theirs. We hope that this message encourages and inspires you. Now, here's Pastor Elijah Hollis. Welcome to a series we like to call Proverbs by Drake. Uh, we've been having some fun with this. Just really uh, diving into some of Drake's songs of, of some of the meanings and going back to where the wisdom all began with King Solomon. One of the wisest men who ever walked the earth um, laid down some wisdom. Uh, this guy was like on a standard all of his own. And this is like, you know, this is like Elon Musk, you know, to the next level. And well, the beautiful thing was he laid it all out so that we could follow this, these wisdom nuggets, put them in our lives so we can live accordingly to the best of what God has for us. How many want to live your best life? Hashtag best life, right? I, I want to live my best life. And so we're doing these things on purpose. So we're in this series. Um, today, I want to talk about uh, Proud by Drake, nice for what? Nice for what? So we're going to be looking at that. Um, yeah. Woo! Ready. So in a nutshell, you know, and you got to hear this too. One of our hearts is to build a great city. As a church, that's been one of our, our dreams and our visions from the start, is how do we build a great city? And so we know that great cities are made of great people. And so our, our main goal, our main vision, and as you'll hear this throughout of everything today and everything throughout our language, uh, is that we are building a great city by building great people. So we're obsessed with building great people. And today, I want to look at some of the, the lyrics in the song. Um, it's like, care for me, care for me. Anybody else get this in your head every time you hear it and you can't stop singing it forever? Okay? It's one of those songs. Um, but I want to talk today about commitment. I want to talk today about commitment. So if you're taking notes, um, and, and please do, man, take some notes because it's not what I say, but God sometimes impresses something on your heart through what's said, or through the, the feeling, the environment. So man, write down the most important words you can write down is what God is speaking to you. Um, but I'm talking about commitment today. I want to talk about the word commit. Committing what you do to Jesus. Now this song is obviously about empowering women and, and doing everything. You know, you said, you said that, but they're just living this out. But I want to talk about our commitment to Christ. Our commitment and what we're committing to. So we're going to look at the word commitment, number one. Uh, the word commitment literally means the act of committing, pledging, or engaging oneself. Now, I want to point out a word here. The word is act. Okay? Commitment is an act. It is not done accidentally. Commitment is something you have to do intentionally. It's not done just, you know, we don't do it naturally even. It's not natural for us as human beings to commit. So this is why this is so important in your life. So I want to lay some foundation. We're going to be looking at Proverbs chapter 16, verse 1. We're we'll reading out of the NIV translation today. It says, To humans belong the plans of the heart, but from the Lord comes the proper answer of the tongue. So basically laying it out, he says, to humans belong the plans of the heart. Basically pointing out our freedom. Because we all have freedom of choice. We all have freedom of what we're going to do with our lives. 
how we're going to spend our time, where we're going to work, how we're going to spend our mental capacity, where we're going to use our strength. We all have a choice. Do you have a choice? Some of you are like, I don't have a choice. My boss is crazy. Okay. Well, you have a choice in where you put your time, where you put your talent, and where you put your treasure. And it's, it's, it's really good to know that God is a God who's a sovereign God. He is all things knowing. He's all powerful. But he gives us freedom of choice. Isn't that amazing? I mean, I never get up in the morning and all of a sudden my arms just start working, grab a pen, write down my to-do list, and I'm like, I don't know what's coming. What's coming for me today? You know, I don't know. Oh, I'm supposed to do this and go here. You know, it's, it's always freedom of choice. Like, I always get to choose what am I going to do with my day? Where am I going to go? Who am I going to meet with? Where am I going to eat? That's most important, you know. Where am I going to eat? Is that a big deal in your house? Big deal in our house. Where are we going to eat? What's for dinner? What's for lunch? <laughs> we need to know. And so, like, we always, I always get to choose. It's the beauty about being human is we get a choice in the matter. In verse 2, he says, all a person's ways seem pure to them, but motives are weighed by the Lord. Verse 3, here's this word. Ready? Everybody say it together. Is that ready? Verse 3 says, commit to the Lord whatever you do, and he will establish your plans. Everybody say the word commit. 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 Now, this is our part. You want to write that down? You need to know it. Commitment is our part. It's our part because we have choice. We choose what we want to get involved in. We choose it. So commitment is our choice. You ready for this? Our commitment is our part. God's part is establishment. Everybody say establishment. Ain't my part. Now let's get some freedom in the room. This is going to set a lot of you free. Because a lot of us think that establishment is our part. We got to make it work. We got to make it complete. We got to make it done. And so we get frustrated when we can't get the establishment part down on our end. But you got to know, the only thing you're in charge of is commitment. Establishment is God's job. It's what he does. And he says, commit to the Lord whatever you do. Whatever you do. That's funny. Whatever you do, commit to the Lord. Now, all of us have different things that we do. Different jobs, different careers, different things we're pursuing, different dreams. Your dreams don't look like mine. Y'all, if you got in my head, some of my dreams would scare you to death. I got big dreams, but my dreams don't look like yours. And you might have some massive dreams for your life and your sphere of influence. And your dreams aren't the same as mine. But he says, commit to the Lord whatever you do, wherever you find yourself. That's what I love about God. As we say this all the time, but he's not a God of the mass. He's God of the individual. He cares about what I'm doing. He cares about what you're doing. He cares about it so much. And Solomon said, hey, this is wisdom. Commit to the Lord whatever you do. And in that commitment, when you make that commitment, when you set it in stone, I'm going to commit myself, the act of committing. Then God does his part, 
of establishing. How many are so thankful that God establishes His plans in our lives? Amen. I love how Proverbs chapter or Proverbs in the Message translation says it. It says, "Put God in charge of your work, then what you plan will take place." So many of us we don't commit it to God, so we're like, "Why can't it work? Why isn't it working properly?" A lot of times it's in that commitment, in that, in that giving it to God and just setting ourselves up for success. Because when we do that, then God establishes what we are doing. Do you get it? All right, so I brought my friends here, Mr. Microwave and Mr. Toaster Oven. Now you gotta know something. Microwave and me, we go way back. Way back. I mean, this is like, Three years old, four years old, I remember microwave. So we're, we're, we're good friends. Not this one. I don't even know you, okay? We don't get to know each other. But I remember my first microwave. It was yellowish cream. It was a cool thing back in the 80s. And y'all don't know. But cream was like in, okay? And so like it was a creamish, beige, something or other, pukey color, okay? Now, there's the stainless steel most stuff. So I like you, microwave, but this is my friend, microwave. It's, it's very uh, instantaneous. Microwaves are very instantaneous. Put something in, push your buttons, you let it go. It literally shocks your food to health, or shocks your food to unhealth. I don't know what it does. But radioactively, it like gets your food hot really quick. Ding! You open it up, and voila, your food is prepped. Now let me introduce you to a new friend of mine. This is something that's come into my life in most recent years because I didn't know this existed until I was at a friend's house, and all of a sudden I was like, what is that? And he was like, this is a toaster oven. And I said, what does that do? And he says, well, it's basically like a microwave, but it, it toasts it like an oven would. And I was like, oh. So microwaves shock things, but toasters cook it like an oven, but it's as fast as a microwave. So why aren't we all using toaster ovens? That's just my thought process. I was like, this is amazing. So I got to know this person very well. And I was like, I love you, Toaster Oven, because no longer does my pizza taste soggy when I microwave it. Now it's nice and crispy, just like an oven should do. Amen? Is anybody in the building a foodie? Come on. And you get some good pizza. You, 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 know, you, you invest good money in your food. And say you can't eat it all, which is a lot of the case. You know, a lot of times that's the case. So it stinks when you want to stick it in and get a nice, Another meal, a second meal out of it, and you get sog mixosters, okay? Gross. You get food that just doesn't taste right. It's just not the same. Like, what happened? It was shocked unhealthiness. But this is the beauty of toast. Oh, I'm talking about commitment today. The first thing I wrote down in my notes is commitment is the door to establishment. Commitment is the door to establishment. Now, in our culture and society, commitment is not a sexy thing. It's not a thing that everybody's like, oh my word, I love committing to things. Commitment just is something that just turns me on. No. Now, a lot of times today in this culture, we're a very uncommitted society. Well, I'll commit if, or where's the back door? Where's the exit, just in case? Let me read the fine print. See what I'm getting myself into. Because commitment is a very scary thing. Because when you commit yourself to something, you're binding yourself to whatever that thing is. So I get it. It's very scary. And especially when time is not a huge commodity. Everybody's got the same amount of time, but there's only a little bit of it. 
So we have to be careful with what we commit to. But commitment is the door to establishment. You choose what you commit to um, by closing the door to self. A lot of times, here's what we do is we come to God and we, we, we say, all right, God, you know, it looks pretty good. Um, I, I'm not going to compare God to a microwave. I'm going to compare God to a toaster oven. Um, this is like committed to ourselves because we like the fast fix. Um, how many like to just get there real fast? Right? What's the shortcut? How can I get there quick? What's, what's the thing I can put on my computer to make it quicker? You know, I just want to get there quick. I, wanna, I want Waze because Waze gets me around traffic. I don't want to wait on traffic. Ain't nobody got time for that. I want to go around it because I want to get there quicker. Right? So, so this is like the quick solution. Sometimes we commit to things that aren't in our best interest. They're not for our best. They're not for our season that we need to be in. They're not for our future that God has designed for us. But we commit to it because it's the easy way. So we get in, we're like, and we get out, and we're like, no, ew. This is not what I thought it was going to be. This is Sodomus Sosters. Like, I didn't expect this because I've already had this before. I know I kind of experienced it, and now it's just not feeling right. A lot of times when we commit, we come to God, and God, God's timing, I don't know if y'all experienced this yet. Maybe you're just starting the journey. Maybe you've been on the journey for a long time. If you've been on the journey for a long time, you'll know this. God's timing is never our timing. It's not our timing. It takes a lot longer, sometimes in my opinion, than I want it to. And I, I, in all my, in all my like, experience with this, I can only come to one solution. Jesus believes in the process. Because it's in the process that we're prepared for the purpose that he's called us to. A lot of times you want the quick fix. God, just get me there. Like, you, you said it, so let's do it. I don't want to go through the hard work of building a marriage. I don't want to go through the hard work of raising kids. Can you just, like, snap your fingers, twiddle your nose or something, and get my kids to obey me? Get my kids to, like, be these amazing giants in the faith? Can you just zap my career? I don't want to build it. I don't I start a business, but I just want that... Now, where's that three steps and you're done and now I have this big successful business? Where is that? I want that microwave. And so we commit to these, these quick fixes and quick things instead of saying, God, what do you want to take me through in order to prepare me for what you have for me? Commitment is the door and saying, all right, God, I'm in. I'm in. See, a lot of us, we commit like this, like one hand in. All right, God, go ahead. What you do. And as soon as the preparation time takes too long, or we feel like it's not really what we're supposed to be, we're like, ow, I don't like that. It's take way too long. We get out. It's a, it's a, it's a, it's a, uh, like half committed, you know? It's like, God, I'll serve you as long as it fits on my schedule. Oh, y'all didn't think I was going to preach today. God, I'll serve you as long as I have it in my budget. When I, when I get done with all the rest of my stuff I got going on, God, you can have the rest of it. Not fully committed, just what's comfortable. Because comfort commitment is like the thing. Everybody's doing that. Comfort commitment. Well, as long as, well, this is just a rough season for us. Well, this is just this and that. And I understand, please, please hear my heart on this. I get it. You go through seasons. We're in one right now. We're in a season where it's, it's 6 in the morning till 3 in the morning, okay? We go through seasons in life. 
But commitment is something that is for your benefit. It's for your good. The Solomon said when you commit your work to him, commit what you do to him, he establishes. So everybody say, commitment is the door to establishment. It's so good. And it won't work unless you close the door. Have you ever tried to cook something with the door open? This don't even work with the microwave either. It won't start. It won't do its thing because it's got to trap the heat in. Because when you close the door, when you commit all the way, then all the heat that's going on in there cooks what needs to be cooked. It heats up. It hardens. It makes it perfect. When you open that door, when it's done, ding, and you pull it out, and you're like, oh, my word, perfect. But a lot of times when you leave the door open, when you're not fully committed, you can't get the full preparation that God has for you. It's like buying, like commitment, it's like buying something at Dillard's. Y'all know about Dillard's? Dillard's might not be right here. J.C. Penney's, places in the mall, Nordstrom's. Have you ever tried to return stuff there? It is torture. How many like Walmart? Y'all can feel you so I love y'all, but your Walmarts are crazy. <laughs> I'm from the Burbs, and originally, and so our Walmart there was like amazing. It was heaven. The, the aisles were like four times too big. You know, you could dance. I literally had this favorite thing that I did, don't judge me, but I would get on those carts and I would run as fast as I can and I would slide and just let the cart go and slide behind it. It was amazing. Walmart was my escape. I could go to Walmart and just have tons of fun. Now, not so much. I'm getting on tangents. That isn't the point. But I know that when I go to Dillard's, we went to Dillard's and we got our uh, wedding outfits for my cousin's wedding. And so we bought this, these two dresses for Anne, and she was going to be the flower girl. And they were beautiful dresses. One was really frilly. One had this little bow on it, right? So we picked the bow, of course, because we wouldn't. And so we picked the bow one. So I took the other one back, and I go up to the lady. I'm like, hey, I need to return this. I'm not thinking anything of it, because that's what you do. Buy stuff, keep the receipt, tags on it, good. And so at Walmart, you don't even need all that. You just need the item. You know, it's amazing. <laughs> I love you, Walmart. But I went back there and she's like checking the dress and look at things and ooh, oh, ooh, look at the string on here. And so I think that was there before. <laughs> I'm trying to be defensive now over this item. No, that was definitely there before. Yeah. And so she's checking everything. She's like, all right, well, it looks to be like everything's okay. I just, I don't know if you get full return. I'm like, oh my word, where am I? What is this place? I don't want to buy here anymore. But sometimes we treat God like that. It's like we come in and we're like, God, I'm not sure if I truly want to come in. Like, where's the receipt? You know, let me keep tags on it. Uh, I'm going to wear this thing. <laughs> Has anybody ever seen anybody like wear the, you know, the tag sticking out? It's like, I know what you're doing. You're going to return that right up to the seat there. I get it. The tag that's way too much fun. And so sometimes we treat God like that. It's like, we're God, like I'm stepping in, but I'm going to keep the receipt because just in case this doesn't work out, I'll take it out. But that never happens because my point number two um, it's just what I jotted down is you're the only one who can limit God's favor. You're the only one who can limit God's favor. And check out verse 4. So I'm jumping back here, Proverbs chapter 16, verse 4. He ends with this. So he says, commit to the Lord whatever you do, he will establish your plans. And then verse 4 says, the Lord works out 
everything to its proper end. Even the wicked for the day of disaster. God, his desire for you is to end good. His desire for you is establishment. His desire for you is completeness. That's his desire for you. He's a good father. I look at my kids and I say, man, Zion, I desire for you to end up successful, a leader, killing it in the business, ministry, I don't care where you go, just kill it. That's what I want for you. That's my desire. That's God's desire for us. He wants to see us grow, establish, complete. And so we're the only ones, though, that can take ourselves out of that favor factor. The only ones. It's halfway committing. It's opening the door, you know? A lot of times, I don't, I don't know about you, but in our lives, there have been times where the going gets rough. You know, and, and it started out really good, and it was super exciting, and you're in the dreaming phase. I mean, everybody else like the dreaming phase. I like dreaming. Me and Ashley, we're obsessed with it. And uh, we love dreaming. We love dreaming through new things, where we're going, where we want to travel, and what we want to do with our family, and what will happen if we do this, and where we go. We just have all these goals and dreams and stuff. That's the fun part. But a lot of times after the dream, the honeymoon phase, if, if you would, you step into like real life, where it's like, oh, that dream challenges my comfort. Have you ever experienced that? Where the dreams that God places on your heart and you're so excited about, it, now you feel challenged because you're like, no, this isn't comfortable. A lot of times the heat starts to heat up. Going back to my favorite friend, Toaster Oven. Sometimes we're in there in the midst of it and we're like, this is really hot. Like, this is very uncomfortable. Like all the things that it's bringing out of me, you start getting all this stuff, you're like, wow, I'm being squeezed right now. I have a lot of things that are happening to me that I don't, I don't understand, I don't get it. And so sometimes in the moment of that, we can pull ourselves out and say, you know what, God, no. And we pull ourselves out of the, the process of establishment. The process of establishment. To establish those qualities that we're gonna need. To establish the mindset that we're gonna need spiritually for where God's taking you to. I love Isaiah chapter 58. I'm reading out of the, the, the Passions translation. It says, Yahweh will always guide you where to go and what to do. How many are thankful that God is a good guide? I'm so thankful for that. He'll guide you where to go and what to do. He will fill you with refreshment even when you are in a dry, difficult place. Now, here's the equation we got to know. See, this is sometimes how we treat God. It's like, if I come to God... I'm not going to have dry deserts. If I come to God, I'm not going to have storms. If I come to God, rough stuff's not going to happen. Because we always talk, he's a good father, he cares about it, so I'm not going to go through that. Here's the equation. Life never stops, dry periods never stop, storms never stop. The difference is God makes us ready in refreshment during the dry seasons. He makes ourselves calm in the midst of the chaos. He makes our house stand when everything around us is crumbling. That's the beauty about committing to God is when we get in his process and we stay inside and say, God, I'm gonna to commit to you. 
all that I am. I'm going to commit to you my family. I'm going to commit to you my finances. I'm going to commit to you serving my time, talent, and treasure. When you commit and say, God, I'm in. I'm all in. This is all for you. I'm going to do this thing. No hold back. He says, I will fill you with refreshment even in a dry and difficult land. Even in the dry time, even when it's hard, I'm going to fill you with refreshment. So he keeps going. He says, he will continue to restore strength to you. He will flourish like a well-watered, you will flourish like a well-watered garden and like an ever-flowing, trustworthy spring of blessing. This is what I love about commitment, is when we commit to the Father, he prepares us. When we come out, we are benefiting not only ourselves, now we are benefiting everyone around us. We're a blessing. We're not struggling. We're not hashtag just making it. Pastor, I'm just struggling through. Just making it to the end. Just can't wait till he comes back for me. We're not. When we come out of what God prepares in us, we are better than before. Our past no longer defines us. Our failure is not what we look through the filter of. Now, all of a sudden, our future is bright because of what God is doing in us. Woo, y'all ain't hearing me yet. But when you commit to God, when you say, God, I'm all in. I want to commit my work to you. I want to commit what I do, how I live, how I think. When you start to do this, he starts to establish things in you. The favor of God rests on you. Refreshment. Is all you feel. Now life will be hard and it will be a struggle, but you'll always know where to go back to. How many are thankful for the process? Come on. So just being real, I gotta ask you, in this season, season three, October to December, what will you commit to him? Will you commit to the Father? Will you say in your life, in your season, all right, God, I'm all in. As far as me in this season, here's what I'm going to do. Here's what I'm stepping into. Boldly just saying, God, you're going to establish it if I commit it. So, Maybe you can write down that question for yourself even this week. You know, if it already isn't just hitting you right now, write it down. Process that. God, what do you want me to commit to you? Because the Father's heart is that he will establish those plans and dreams and things in your heart. But it happens in the place of commitment. It happens in the place of commitment. The third thing I wrote down, um, and so... Alignment prepares the assignment. Alignment prepares the assignment. Did y'all um, ever have sea monkeys growing up? No. Is that a homeschool kid thing? Yes. <laughs> I was homeschooled, and I owned it. We had uh, these sea monkeys, and if you don't know what they are, 
they're basically these little creatures that you grow in a tank. And they're so small that you can only see them with a magnifying glass. They're like little, little shrimp things, little crawdad-looking things. With tails, they flap, they're very ugly, but they put fun faces on them, on the package. So you think, oh, sea monkeys, they're so cute. And then you grow them and you're like, Ew. what am I growing? <laughs> what am I a part of? <laughs> this is weird. I remember the process of sea monkeys. Because when you first got sea monkeys and you put the little, they had this little packet of eggs, and it was like this whole process, and it was like, pour the eggs in the water to hatch your sea monkeys. And it was like so exciting as a kid, it was like, oh my word, this is the birthday of my sea monkeys, you know? So you open up the packet, you're pouring the little eggs in there, and the eggs like dissolve, and all of a sudden you're like, I can't see anything. They disappear. And they're gone for weeks. For weeks, you're looking at this thing like, where are the sea monkeys? Did I do something wrong? Because I know I poured them in there, but now they're, they're gone. Like, they're not in there. And so you look at the magnifying glass and try to figure it out, and literally for weeks you can't see anything. And I wonder if some of us feel like this, is when we jump into this commitment, we're like, establishment, 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 we're like, where's the establishment? I know I poured it in here. I know I'm stepping into the promises of God. But can I tell you, after a couple weeks, those sea monkeys being in that water and us pouring that food into invisibleness, right? Just pouring the food just in faith there in there. Oh my God, I can't even see nothing. I see nothing. But sea monkeys, if you can hear me, eat this nutrients. Grow to where I can actually see you. A little shrimp weird, weirdness. After a couple weeks, all of a sudden these things start to grow. And I wonder if a lot of times when we commit to God, we don't commit long enough to see the fruit of what we've committed to. This is hard. This is the hard part about commitment. Because it's in the hard plowing, it's in the cultivating the soil that the farmers have to get things ready to plant the seed. It's in the waiting period where you're watering, you're watering, Eating, you're serving, you're showing up time and time again, you're giving, you're tithing, you're tithing, you're tithing, you're tithing, you're looking around saying, where's the establishment? Where's the things that I was promised? And you're looking, you're looking, can I just encourage you? Keep on because commitment is the doorway to establishment, but it's always in God's timing. And when you align yourself with God, it prepares you for the assignment. It prepares you. It gives you a covering of favor. Y'all know about the favor factor? How many know about the favor factor? All y'all, the rest of y'all, I'm about to school you, okay? This is the most profound thing that has rocked me and Ashley's world and our families, they passed it on to us. But the favor factor is so crucial if you want to succeed in life, period. And it's this. When you commit and obey God in what he says, in your time, talent, treasure. And here's, here's one of the, the quickest things um, that, that we found in our life is that he always wants the first. There's something about the first. Everybody say the first. 
you gotta know this, this is the most crucial part. It's the first. It's the morning routine. What do you do to set a foundation for your day? Who do you give that morning to? This is so important. It's when that paycheck comes in, what's the first check you write? What's the first amount you take out? What is it? It's the first. When you put your schedule together and you look at your schedule through the week, what are the first things that go on? This is your tie. It's the first. It's what's priority to you. It's saying, I'm gonna jump in. I'm committed to this stuff. Let me tell you, this is totally backwards from culture. Let me tell you this. If you will flip it and turn every first to the Father, you commit it to Him. He puts a covering of favor over you. Now, this isn't a prosperity gospel. You don't hear that. This isn't, if you'll give $100, He will give you 1000 Come on, somebody. Let's praise Him. I'm not preaching that. What I'm saying is that your whole entire life is covered in favor when you step into obedience to the Father. When you give him the first, he says, I'll bless the rest. It doesn't mean I'm going to give 100, get 100. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give my time and get so much more time. That's <laughs> not, not correct. But it's favor. It's the favor factor. It's things flow without work. And you're like, how is this happening? I don't understand. A lot of times we actually look at each other and laugh at our season. Because we're like, this should not be working. People ask us, how do you get your business out there? I'm like, we don't. It happened by accident. I didn't mean to grow a business. It happened because of God's favor. I can't tell you any other way. We didn't have this market strategy. We didn't try to do all this stuff. We just treated people right. We gave God, we, we gave God when we didn't have a paycheck. <laughs> Y'all, let's get real just for a second. When we stepped out on our own, we didn't have a paycheck. It was a gap. It was a faith gap for us. We did not establish pay. We told each other, like, hey, we don't care. When it happens that we start getting a paycheck, we're going to tithe like we had our last paycheck. Let's just keep it up. We're going to give. We're going to tithe. We're going to sacrifice. We're going to do the things that God has called us to, even in the midst of not having. And can I tell you, from moment one, God blew the doors of our expectations. It's the favor factor. So let me let you in. A little secret. If you commit to him, he always establishes his plans. And here's the really good news. His plans are so much better than your plans. Elijah, I got some good plans. Believe me, his plans are so much better than your plans. They're so much bigger, they're broader, they're deeper. They're filled with way more favor than you could ever think. If you would have told me I would be right here, right now, two years ago, I would have called you liar and slapped you in the face. How dare you be insensitive to my season? Let me tell you, commit, commit, commit. And today, I want to I just think real quick. Uh, Matthew, I want to look at Matthew and then I'm going to close. Matthew chapter 6, verse 31. It says, so then forsake your worries. Leave them alone. <laughs> Leave your worries. Why would you say, what will we eat? What will we drink? What will we wear? Verse 32, for that is what the unbelievers chase after. Doesn't your heavenly father already know the things your body requires? Isn't that a great question? 
Doesn't your father already know what you need? Doesn't your father know the plans of your life? Didn't he design you? So he's, he's one that we can trust. He's one that we can trust. So don't ask, like, what are we, what are we going to have? What are we going to, God, don't you know what we need? He said, no, no, your father already knows all that. And this is, this is the, this is the secret sauce right here, verse 33. So above all, constantly chase, commit, go after all the realm of God's kingdom and the righteousness of that proceeds from him. He says, chase after God. Remember the translation says, seek first the kingdom of God. Seek first all the things that are in him, all his righteousness, all that comes from God. Seek him in the first part of your morning, the first part of your finances, the first part of your schedule, everything, commit to him. What does it say? Last verse says this, then, everybody say then. Then all these less important things will be given to you abundantly. That's the passion translation, but it's hilarious. So then all the things of the world, all the things that are less important, things that you will need, okay, we get it, because you're out in the world, you need life, you need money, you need all this stuff, you need resource, we get that. He said, but seek first the kingdom of God, then everything else will follow you. There's a difference between chasing things and having things follow you. How many want to be followed by favor? Let's be real. How many want to be followed by the favor of God? Well, you're not chasing like that next buck, that next way to save time. That next, you're not chasing it. It's chasing you. You can't keep up. With the favor. So I ask you again, what will you commit to God in this season? The season where we're building a space for people to heal. We're building a space for people to know him. Because we're obsessed with people knowing who they are in Christ. We're obsessed with it. Because Jesus changes everything. He's changed everything for me. He's changed everything for my family. He's changed everything. So we've got to share it. What will you do to commit in this season? Say, God, I'm going to close the door. And I'm in. Let's go. Because you establish Last thing, I want you to write down. This isn't profound or anything, but your better life is one commitment away. At Change Church, we believe in doing life together. If you want to connect with us, you can visit us online at thisischange.org or any social media platform at thisischangephl. Thanks for joining us and have an amazing week.